As you know, the Liberal government uh, overhauled the front benches yesterday. One of the more substantial cabinet shuffles in recent years. He got seven brand new ministers, a dozen moved into new portfolios, seven more dumped from cabinet altogether. Um, why, you ask? Well, the party can see support is slipping away. There have been a series of issues that have stuck recently and hurt. You've got foreign interference, uh, you've got cost of living, you've got Paul Bernardo, there's a bunch more. All issues that have really dogged the party. And at the same time, the Conservatives continue to rise a wave of support and they're gaining votes. The Liberals, meantime, losing them. Uh, the latest poll from Abacus Data has to have some alarm bells ringing in the Liberal offices in Ottawa. There's some numbers that really jump out at you. So to go through them, we have David Coletto joining us. He is CEO of Abacus. David, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Good morning, Chef. Uh, the headline here, obviously, a 10-point lead for the Conservatives. Let's go through those numbers. 10 points, that's pretty big. It is, and it's it's the largest lead we've had for the Conservatives since the Liberals were elected back in 2015. So this is, uh, you're right, sending alarm bells in, in Ottawa. There was a few other polls that are showing, you know, a, a similar size lead, and it's, mm-hmm. it's driven, you know, we've got the Conservatives at 38 nationally, the Liberals at 28, and the NDP uh, in third at 18. But the big story is some of the regional numbers, right? We know for, for a long, long time that the Conservatives are popular in the prairies. Sure. Um, but what we're seeing is that the Conservatives are picking up some support in British Columbia. They've got a lead in Ontario. And, and really interesting, I think, to me, is, is the Liberals and the Conservatives are tied in Atlanta, Canada, a place where the Liberals have, you know, dominated for the last three elections, have won most of the seats there. It's looking closer there. So, so there's no region of the country anymore that the Liberals can absolutely count on. And that's putting the Conservatives right now, at least, in a, in a solid position to, to certainly win the most seats, maybe even win a majority government. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting into that territory here. Um, and like you say, the, the geography is always important. But I also find that, you know, the Tories are gaining while well, the Liberals, the NDP, the PPC are all losing, which tells me that yeah. perhaps it is more about the Conservatives really starting to gain some momentum here. I think it's part of that. I also think, you know, there's just a, a deep desire for change, right? We asked the question that asked people, do you think that the Liberals deserve to be reelected? Only 19% uh, across the country felt that. The rest said they'd like change. And I think what's happening with the Conservatives, to your point, is they're starting to consolidate that change yeah. vote. So if you're somebody who looks at the Liberals and says, you know, I almost eight years, I'm kind of sick of seeing Justin Trudeau, I'm not, not happy with some of the things they've done. Um, you know, the most obvious alternative for, for many voters is, is Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives. And so that could be what's happening. Um, but I think that most of what we're seeing is, is largely the reflection of how people feel about the Liberals and not really yet about what, how they feel about the Conservatives. Pierre Polyev is, is, is increasingly well-known, but still, to a lot of people, not, not that well-known. And so when we talk about the cabinet shuffle yesterday and, and the so-called reset that the Prime Minister is trying to do, I suspect they are seeing the same kind of numbers in their in, in their internal polling because they are trying to demonstrate to the public that this is a you know a, a revamped team a new uh, esque team mm-hmm. that that's going to react to 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 those things that people are really worried about right now. And you 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 mentioned uh, how Canadians are feeling about our current government and it doesn't look good. You asked that question and they're underwater, right? More people disapprove than approve by a pretty good margin. Yeah, and it's it's moving downward, right? So you're only about a third of Canadians who say they approve of the job the federal government's doing. That's near the lowest it's it's ever been. Um, when you ask a similar question about how they feel about the prime minister himself, his negatives remain. They are moving sharply down, but they remain pretty negative relative to where he's been over the course of, of the eight years in power. 
And and finally, when you you know when you ask people um, the direction of the country, um, you know the mood has not been as, as weak. So you've got all of these economic challenges and rising interest rates, inflation remaining. Although it's going down, still the price of food is 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 something that yep. you know even if inflation drops, the price of food's not going to drop back to what it was you know a year or two years ago. And and that's got a lot of people really anxious and worried about what's going to go on, and they're expecting, rightly or wrongly politicians in Ottawa and in Edmonton elsewhere to respond to these. And, and right now the, the federal government's uh, feeling a lot of pressure around that. I wanted to ask you about the leaders. You mentioned it. Uh, it. The way that it works is you ask, you take the number of positives and subtract the number of negatives to come up with the number. And Trudeau is down at minus 22. Polyev is underwater too, though. I mean, slightly. He's at minus six. So uh, Jugmeet Singh continues to be the most uh, positively perceived leader in Canada. Yeah. Does that surprise you? It's not surprising. I think it's easy. It's easier to be, you know, liked when there's not a lot of likelihood you're going to form government <laughs> or you aren't making a lot of big decisions. But we've seen, you know, Mr. Singh being, you know, the most popular, if you're going to phrase it that way, for a long time, right? There, there's, yeah. there's general goodwill towards them. The problem for the New Democrats is that that's not translating into people saying, well, I'm going to go vote for that party, right? And I think as more as we get closer and closer to whatever whenever that next election is, I think the real risk for the New Democrats, and we've seen it in some of the by-elections that have happened over the last few months, is they're, they're under a lot of pressure, and, and that vote is going to get squeezed as people look to the two main choices again. And, and we're seeing more polarization between, you know, how people feel about Trudeau and how people feel about Polyev, that, that that's, that's really risky for, for the New Democrats. So despite being liked and being, you know, having generally good feelings about Mr. Singh, it's not it's not converting into no. the support at this stage in terms of what's important you ask what the big issues are to canadians a lot of change there i mean it's all about uh, healthcare is always in there as we know but all yeah. the, the other ones come down to to money right yeah and it, there's not there hasn't been a lot of change okay like for the vast majority of, of canadians the cost of living is is one of their top three issues Healthcare and housing kind of round up the the top three with um the economy, which which is you know about four out of ten Canadians say the economy is one of their top three issues, and then climate change. And interestingly, climate change has been you know not drastically going up, but it's it's up over the last few months. I think because of people reacting to the wildfires and floods and all these you know extreme weather events that are happening in all parts of the country. Really, I live in Ottawa. I don't I don't in my forty years of life don't remember waking up and looking outside and seeing you know, smoke yeah. uh, everywhere. I know in Edmonton, that's, that's more, unfortunately, normal these days. But in, but in every part of the country, I think people are reflecting on climate change. So, so that's something to watch. Interestingly, though, we're starting to track views on, on immigration. Um, you know, Canada let in almost a million immigrants last year. Only 14% of Canadians say that's a top issue, but it's up three points. It's something we're going to watch closely because it's all related. As, as we're growing so fast and people are feeling worried about housing and affordability and health care, um, our growth is putting a lot of pressure on on those things as well. Definitely is no question. So so when we put it all together and sort of look for a headline to come out of this, aside from the ten point lead, uh, what does this mean for the Liberals? They're under pressure, right? Intense pressure. Intense pressure, and you know it's it's sometimes normal for a government of this age to feel this kind of pressure, but you know inflation and and it, it are government killers, and and people. Um, I think are, are, are trying to find out and trying to see whether this government can change course, can start to do things that they feel are good. Um, but I think this, this cabinet shovel yesterday is the government's attempt. Yeah. First, first stage 
and trying to revert some of these numbers and get people to, to feel a little more positively about it. So a lot of, a lot of I think, uh, anxious liberals in Ottawa today, not just because of our poll, but because of uh, what we're seeing uh, across the country. And, and they've got another month into summer to kind of figure it out before uh, Parliament comes back, if it does come back in the fall. What about the Conservatives? Are they on cruise control, just steady as she goes? Or are, are there some things in there that they need to be watching too? I would, I wouldn't, yeah. If I was, if I was advising Mr. Polyev and the Conservatives, I would say, you know, you can't guarantee you're going to win the next election. Um, people are much more focused on the incumbents right now. I always say an election's a choice, the choice between, you know, often imperfect options. And right now, people are focused on the incumbents, but you need to be able to present a, a, a trusted, safe alternative. And for the last two elections, the Conservatives, I don't think, have have delivered that, and that's why we've had the Liberals win um, despite a lot of mm-hmm. desire for change. So they need to continue to think about how do we how do we appeal to people and make them feel comfortable that change is is going to be better than what they've got now. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people want change, but do they necessarily want to change to the Conservatives? That's the, the exactly. hurdle they need to get over. David, uh, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it, as always. Thanks, Shay. Take care.